Welcome to Eastlake. We are an inclusive faith community dedicated to the free search for truth and meaning, seeking to live out a more just and life-giving spirituality in the modern world. We see faith as less about doctrines and dogmas demanding total agreement, but a life to be lived, enjoyed, and given away to others. What unites us is a growing awareness that life is a gift and love is the point. We welcome the entire human family, regardless of race, age, creed, physical abilities, marital or economic status, gender identity, or sexual orientation. So if you are curious and have come to see, if you are tired and have come to rest, if you are grateful and have come to share, if you are journeying and have come to grow, if you are wounded and have come to heal, if you are joyful and have come to shine, welcome home. Today, we hear from Kristen Birchinal and Callie and Jai as they continue our series on parenting. Please check the description for links to our quarterly Spotify playlist and guided meditation. Well, hey there, everybody. It's Kristen. I hope you are enjoying this series on parenting. I know I have been taking notes with every message that I listen to. Peter and I thought that it would be fun to also include some interviews in this series um, with parents who are in specific stages of parenting. So um, we're gonna kick off this week and I'm gonna be talking with Callie who's been here before and she and I are going to be discussing the early years of babies and toddlers. I hope you enjoy it. Well, Callie, I'm so excited to have you here um, to be talking in our parenting series about babies and toddlers and the craziness of starting a parenthood journey. Yeah. So thank you so oh, much. Thanks for having me. I know we've had you before. You've spoken at Eastlake and participated, but I was just really thankful that you said yes, <laughs> partially because like, we don't know each other all that well, but right. I feel like you and I might be different in the way that we have handled it. And mm -hmm. basically what I'm saying is I feel like you have your act together <laughs> as a parent of young children. And I feel like I just no. like stumbled my way through it. And I'm no, like, who I'm could just I better have? pretending than you. <laughs> so I hope this is like a good dynamic yeah. and I'm really interested in hearing your perspective on things because I'm like, how is she so chill all the time? <laughs> Kids are crazy. How is she doing that? And so Anyways, thanks for being willing it. to talk to me. Of course. Um, so first, can you say, like, you have three kids. Can you tell yes. us their ages? Yeah, Just yeah. so everybody knows the perspective where you're coming yes, from. Yes, I have three kids. I have a seven-year-old daughter, um, a 18-month-old daughter, and a six-week-old son. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, and I have yes. an almost seven-year-old okay. and a five-year-old. And the interesting thing, so I just sent my daughter, my kids were like, Bam, bam, mm -hmm. into school. Mm -hmm. So I have a kindergartner and a first grader. And I sent my daughter into kindergarten, and I had this moment where I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I, I did it. Yeah. Like, I, I did the baby mm -hmm. toddler, like, got them to the, like. The next phase. The next phase, yeah. at least. 
And I feel like I'm not in any way, shape, or form being like, that was like the blink of an eye. It right. was not. It was like so. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much. Yeah. Um, but so I feel like it's just an interesting thing to talk about now of being like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm done with mm-hmm. diapers and mm-hmm. toddlers and um but it's still very fresh yeah. in my mind. So yeah, I'm sure. Um I think the thing that I wanted to start with, um also to say too for people listening, like you may be way beyond people may be way beyond these mm-hmm. years or not having done it yet. Mm-hmm. So I think when I was thinking about that, I'm like, if you're a person listening to this and you have teenagers, I feel like the message is like pay attention to the people who are in this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because Grueling. it's a lot. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so I think I wanted to start with um, just the idea of parenthood. Mm-hmm. And now that you're like three kids in, newborn to seven, mm-hmm. were there things that you thought about parenthood that have ended up being really different now that you actually have three humans mm-hmm. in yeah. your house? Yeah, especially having the third one. I feel like now I'm in major mom mode. Like, before I was like, I'm a mom, but, like, you know, me and my kids were doing this. And then, especially when you just have the one. But now with three, it's like, okay, like, we're really out here, like, doing it. Like, we're playing the kids' songs in the car, and we're watching Coco Melon, and it's, like, the whole (laughs) thing. But um, the part for me that was really different that I didn't anticipate was sometimes, like, the loneliness. Hmm. I... My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and she just loved being home with us, and it was really fun. And so that's kind of what I saw growing up, and I'm a working mom, and um, I had kids really early on, and so I don't have friends that have kids, and (laughs) I'm busy working, and then I'm home with the kids, and just trying to juggle all of that. You don't have that sense of, like, a village where, you know, it takes a village to raise kids. There really isn't that. And I'm privileged enough to have, like, family close by, but they're all really busy too. So it's not a thing where um, I can just like drop all three kids off and like (laughs) take off to go do something or my girlfriends are coming over with their kids and we're like all hanging out and, um, you know, chatting about what we're working on with the kids or, you know, commiserating together. So uh, I think a lot of times it was just like navigating that loneliness. Like it's just me and the other person that understands me in this is my husband. Mm -hmm. And there's not, you know, and my mom can talk about like you know what it was like for her during that phase but obviously she's not in that phase anymore so it's it's just so different she she doesn't know what it's like to navigate the current uh systems of everything with kids and working and all that stuff so um I think that's been kind of the hardest and you know most unexpected part of motherhood because of course you're surrounded by people all the time all the time (laughs) but then um yeah finding that connection and a sense of community around your children can be hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I think I felt that too of like, I was going to have, I had lots of friends who Mm -hmm. were having kids, including friends who were way ahead of me. Mm -hmm. Um, I had kids kind of later. Um, But I just think that it's really isolating. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Isolating and loud. Yeah. And it's not like a peaceful isolation. No, it's not, there's nothing zen about it. There's no zen. <laughs> Even with a newborn, like we were just saying, yeah. like you kind of have this thing of like, they sleep, yeah. you know, so much and you should have this 
ability. Right, like sleep when the baby sleeps. And it's like, but when they sleep, like I have to do stuff or my house will fall apart. And then my other two kids will come home. They'll be like, no food. <laughs> so that won't really work. Yeah, but yeah, I, I had, um, I remember like my friends, once I had my first, they were just like, just bring her and like come to this event or like just bring her and like come to visit me like in New York. Like it'll be cool. It's like, it will not be cool <laughs> at all. <laughs> so I definitely still have my friends, but just trying to like, you know, communicate like where my, what my limits are and, and why I can't participate sometimes in some of those things, but still wanting to be invited and included mm-hmm. and, but having to say no sometimes is, is hard. Yeah. And even when you have like a supportive, active partner, yeah, um, it's still really hard to, mm-hmm. um, find kind of your community and yeah. what you need. Oh, totally. I was telling my husband the other day, I was on the couch, I'm like, I have no friends, which <laughs> to any of my friends is not true, but <laughs> can feel that it way. just feels that way sometimes, especially when people are so spread out across the globe and mm-hmm. you're like, I miss my friends. I want to just pick up and go do this with them or whatever. And yeah, like he's incredibly supportive of that. And I've had tons of time where I've traveled alone and done things alone, but uh, still, it's just something about like getting together and having a girls' night or those spontaneous moments that right now in the phase of life I'm in is just more of a challenge. And so I'm missing that. And that's okay. If there's more time, it'll come yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that I, um, the thing that was so surprising to me was how like, how all consuming it could be of just, I was never. The same. I was never able to just like, you can't turn it off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The motherhood thing. So even though I worked, um, and it was part time, but like, there's just there's just no turning it off. At least in my mind. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think I was. I don't know that you can be ready. Don't right. think I was ready for how all consuming it is. And you know that little babies and toddlers are needy. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think that's something you can understand until no. you're actually in it. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like it does change your brain. Like I felt <laughs> completely different after. And even for me, it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm very independent. I'm, I am able to like go out with a friend and like completely forget about the kids. Cause I know they're in good hands if they're with dad or whatever. But when they're around you, like when my newborn cries I was trying to tell my husband, like, there's something in the cry that, like, gets into my brain. And mm-hmm. I, it's, like, I can't explain it. And it's physically wearing. So mm-hmm. even if you have the baby, and I know that you're more than capable to manage bath time, this and that, and say I'm taking a nap. If I hear the baby crying, <laughs> I cannot take it. And yeah. he's like, oh, weird. Doesn't feel like that to me. I'm like, yeah, I believe that. I totally believe do you, that. Do you have the phantom cries? Oh my God. I when I get that in my the shower. first kid, I was like, what is that? I just kept waking up like, oh, they're crying, they're crying. And it's like, they're right here and they're, they're not, not crying. I know. Oh, I, I used that. to get that all, anytime I would take a shower, I'd be like, I hear yes. it. I hear it. They're crying, they're crying. And then I'd turn it off and be like, yes. No, they're not. What's wrong with me? <laughs> What's wrong with me? Why can't I get it out of my brain? Yeah. yeah. And that's like wearing and your baby's not even crying and still you're feeling that incessant need, but it's not even there at that time. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's pretty, um, like, it's pretty all-consuming, I think, mm-hmm. mentally yeah. more than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, even now, my kids are at school today, 
And I'm still, and obviously we're talking about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I'm still thinking, like, I wonder how they're doing. Yeah. I hope she's okay. I hope, like, I just, I, I can't not turn that no. part of my brain off. Of course. And I don't want to. Right. Either. Right. I mean, maybe sometimes I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not trying to, like, you know, run away from it. But at the same time, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's just a new part of you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I want to talk about... Just the realities of babies and toddlers. We have a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about, like, pragmatically, what did, what have you been doing and what mm-hmm. did I do to, like, mm-hmm. get through it? Because survive. it's so consuming. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's not dramatic to say survive. Like, how do yeah. you, what are the pragmatic things that we needed to do to not go crazy? Yeah. Yeah, I think from... The first, obviously, to my third is different because I'm more experienced. Mm-hmm. But with all my kids, especially my first, one thing I consciously did was um, I remember she was probably like four weeks old and I was in the midst of trying to figure out breastfeeding and everything was just crazy and you're up all night. And um, Aziz, my husband, was like, oh, like I can take her, like go do something, go get a pedicure, whatever. And in that moment and like the subsequent, you know, outings without her after I, you kind of feel like you want to be, okay, but just so you know, when you go like, this is this and she has this here and she likes that. And if it's like, that was, that is not worth it. Like Mm. I had to be like, he's the other parent Mm -hmm. at the very least, he's going to keep her alive. It it might not be, it's not, might not be the way she wants it done. You know, she might Or the way I would prefer it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But does that matter? Because if I say less and I leave, I'm helping to build that confidence in him mm-hmm. and I'm helping to strengthen my support system. If I'm constantly micromanaging, then I'm undermining his ideas or the way that he would do it and can kind of, you know, infringing on maybe the confidence he would build. Hmm. So there were so many times where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to get in the car and as hard as it is to say nothing. And I, I, I'm worried he doesn't know where the wipes are. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> and there was times where I came back and it like wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but it still isn't the end of the world. So even now to like berate him or be like, why didn't you do it this way? Or, you know, she already had three crackers. Why'd you get her? It doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> I, I need the help and I want to have a really involved partner who mm-hmm. feels like they know they can step in and they're not going to be made fun of for it or mm-hmm. criticized. And they truly have someone there to support them and like collaborate with them on that. And so now having our third child, he's well-versed in so many circuits. He can handle anything just like I can. And he is able to step in when they're sick or when it's parent-teacher conference or when it's the dentist appointment. And that is huge for my peace of mind Mm -hmm. to know that I can just pick up and leave and I don't have to leave a laundry list of like, this is how you take care of your kid. Like, (laughs) no, but it does take support and encouragement and um, sometimes like staying out of it on my part to Mm. let him explore and like find his way and then reassuring him like hey if something comes up don't feel like you can't reach out to me and making sure that when he comes to me with a question if to me it seems like an obvious question or obvious answer not pointing that out and Mm -hmm. just being there as like that that support like I'm wanting and and saying like oh yeah actually like I put the wipes in the baby bag that's where they are you know Mm -hmm. and it's like okay cool thanks and and just move on so because of that now I feel like I do have this really solid partner and it it does help my peace of mind so that even today like to come it's like 
here's the baby. I don't have to set everything out mm-hmm. and I can just be like, bye. And I, I know it's covered. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would have been very good at that. <laughs> it's <laughs> um, hard. <laughs> but I was working for Eastlake yeah. and we had Sundays. Yeah. And so it was just every Sunday I had that commitment mm-hmm. and it was Andy's day with the kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they were babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing. Yeah. I think I probably did like micromanage it a little bit, but I wasn't there. Yeah. And so um, that kind of, I think it did build confidence yeah. in him to just do it. And I think too, um, just also realizing like maybe my way isn't the perfect way. Yes. And maybe there isn't a perfect way to take care of this child and his way of doing things might be different, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean like my way's better. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some things and I'm like, <laughs> it'd be better no, if you but, did it this way. Right. No, but, there's so many times where Aziz will come back to me and, and say, oh, actually like they love when you do this or mm-hmm. I take them here and this is their favorite park. I'm like, oh really? Like, and I didn't know that cause I'm not taking them and doing those yeah. things or trying it that way. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's true. I think, um, I, feel like I made adjustments um, based on need. Mm -hmm. And I just had to recognize, like, there are certain things that I need. And um, learning to address those needs Mm -hmm. was really helpful. So, like, even, like, I I remember just being, like, nap time was for the second one Mm -hmm. was during pickup for the first one's preschool. And I was, like... So stressed out about it. And then I just had to problem solve and be like, you know what? I'm going to ask my neighbor to come Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. sit in my living room for a half an hour. And I went over to her house and I was like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) You have two kids in school. Would you be free on Tuesdays to come sit in my living room for half an hour while my baby sleeps? And she was like, of course I would be. Oh, that's so cute. And um, just, I think for me, there was moments of panic where I'm like, how am I going to be able to do this? Mm -hmm. And then just like, problem solving and being like, what could I come up with? Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'll have this neighbor yeah. and this friend and then my sister. And then all of a sudden I had this routine and it worked. Yeah. And then I didn't have to worry about it anymore. Exactly. I think so much of what I needed to do with two little kids was just like address the problem, mm-hmm. fix it however we can and yeah. keep going. Uh-huh. Because you just didn't have the time to stew yeah. on how am I going to do this? And people do really, like, surprisingly step up and really help out. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I've had moments where, like, I'm like, hey, Dad, like, can you come do this with the baby or whatever? And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. And I'm like, oh, that's really nice. I didn't know that my dad was going to be as involved in this Mm -hmm. way with Mm -hmm. the kids as he is. But it really helps us out a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. I think asking asking for help Mm -hmm. to get things done. I had to let go of, like, I'm the only one that mm-hmm. can do this. I'm mm-hmm. the only one that can like know what they need. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, I do it the best. So like mm-hmm. it has to be me. Who else could come in? And yeah. Yeah. I think also the other part for me has been um, trying to instill any little bit of independence I can with the kids that's appropriate for their ages. Mm-hmm. And so Zara's obviously seven now, but even when she was younger, it's like, what can I do? what can I teach her that's maybe just above where she's at so that she can kind of keep working towards it, but it also helps me like 
learning how to brush your teeth, learning mm-hmm. how to set your clothes out the night before, mm-hmm. getting dressed on your own, those things that are age appropriate. And now at seven, she can cook a couple dishes and she'll make spaghetti for us one night. It's like super helpful. And we're like, oh, this is amazing. amazing. Um, taking the garbage out. Like there's things that at first you're like, can you do this? But it's like, well, either way, I'll be here to help you. I'll teach you. She gets kind of like a lot of joy from it. And then it is really, really um, helpful for the family. For our 18-month-old, it's like, your responsibility is sleep. Please, all night, stay in bed. That is your expectation. And she's a really great sleeper. So yeah. things like, you know, how can we always be like moving them towards greater independence mm-hmm. um, uh, so that they're all kind of contributing to the family? The family that's life. Yeah, that's really... Um, that's huge. I mean, I couldn't do it if all three kids were just desperately in need of me at all times. Yeah. You know, my son has recently gotten into like, he'll get breakfast out. Okay. And there's always like, yeah. Spillage. Yeah. And <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but also being like, I'm not going to swoop in and do this. Yeah. Like if he's like, Oh, I spilled the milk everywhere. I'm like, whoops. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go get a towel. Like, yeah, you need to be able to do this to function as, as a human. Mm-hmm. So let's do it now because there's other things that I'm doing. Totally, totally. I feel like another thing that I did, I was remembering how I lived um, near like the Burt Gilman Trail yeah. and there, were, there was a coffee shop that I would walk to with uh-huh. my kids and it was like baby with the skateboard, yeah. you know, like holding on. And um, <laughs> I was like, I think I spent a lot of money at that coffee shop because <laughs> we would go and I would be like, I'd get a latte, the kids yes. would share a juice and a banana bread or whatever. And uh-huh. I think at the time I was like, it's like $15 every time I go. And then I started to be like, you know what? I need the outing. I need to like, I talk to the barista and Mm -hmm. that feels like an adult conversation. And my kids interact with strangers. And Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of one of the things I'm like, I'm going to actually budget. Yeah. You might think this is ridiculous, Andy, which he didn't. But <laughs> you might think this is like an unnecessary yeah. thing. And I'm telling you, this is necessary. Yeah. It's necessary for me to get out of the house, do a routine, go somewhere yeah. that makes me feel happy, that the kids have oh, a good yeah. time. And then we walk back up the hill and go home. Um, and I think about that. I was like, that was like a lot of times that was the only thing that got me out of the house. Yeah. I was tendency to like. I'm just going to buckle down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and stay here because it's safe and controlled Yeah, and kids are chaotic. Um, so for me, budgeting to like get out of the house mm-hmm. and do something with the kids was an important way for me to like have something normal. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. We When we had Zara, we lived same thing, kind of more like in a downtown area and we would just go out and walk all the time and same thing. We came to know the baristas and get the stuff <laughs> and get little snacks, but it was... For us at that baby phase, it is like, this is fun. It's entertainment. This is like, you know, something yeah. for them to look forward to. It builds routine. It gets me out. It gets yeah. you in the sun. No, you have to have those moments. Even if they just seem like, oh, you're just going to a coffee shop every day. It's like, well, it's a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell myself that. Yeah. No, it is. Hey, Eastlake, Peter here. Thanks so much for tuning in to watch this message. I wanted to do just a quick interruption to say thank you to so many of you who are making regular contributions to Eastlake. Eastlake is a nonprofit and everything that we do is because of a community of consistent and generous people who really believe in this place and want to see it continue. So uh, if you're a part of that community, thank you for how you make this place go. If you are tuning in regularly and are part of this community, but you haven't yet um, jumped in to making a financial contribution, we would encourage you to do that and encourage you to go to eastlakecc.com to help support Eastlake as a community and continue to make these messages possible. Thanks so much for uh, letting me interrupt your message. Let's jump back in.
Um, okay. I wanted to talk about like marriage or partnerships and how kids like totally explode. Yeah. Um, what that is like recently did for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's like a big topic, but yeah. I wanted to get just your initial thoughts on like, how do you maintain a partnership? I think you, you touched on it a little bit, but how did you guys, how are you still married? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just celebrated our nine year anniversary. Uh-huh. So we're very happy about that. I think being really realistic about marriage and kids with one another. I mean, we had the first, so now we we kind of are well aware, but, um, having kids is a stress on the marriage and um, it can just make it worse. So mm-hmm. while kids are amazing and family's amazing and it's like there's so many amazing moments in there, it is a stress. And so like a lot of times we, before we've had our kids like talking about we're about to go through the newborn phase, it's going to feel like a lot of disconnection and we need to be able to ride this out together with like over communication and really like communicating the most simple of things because you're exhausted, you're tired, you're sensitive. Everything can seem like rejection or why did you say it that way? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, inconsiderate or whatever. So, um, I, I think really communicating about you know what you're meaning and what you need and even as simple as like hey I need a shower and also when I say I need a shower like I don't want to have to tell you like I need a shower and then you're like okay well let me get my five things done and then I'll come get the baby so like no like I'm saying I need it like when I say I need need it right now and um whatever else happens in that time of the shower like Mm -hmm. please figure it out that kind of stuff so really communicating the expectations And then um, any chance you get truly prioritizing your marriage and your connection and your friendship so that you so that that is the foundation of everything else. Because when we're really happy, it makes the household feel really happy and the kids Mm -hmm. really happy. Um, And so that means being really strict about bedtime and getting the kids in bed so that we can like watch a show and Mm -hmm. talk and debrief about the day. I don't want to do that at 10 o'clock at night. Like I'm exhausted. (laughs) So. Um, definitely like boundaries with for ourselves with our kids to support our marriage and asking for help to have the care with for the children so you can step out even for like an hour Um, and just having grace for one another we talk about that a lot like if I said something that sounded insensitive or hurtful can you come and ask me about it because Mm -hmm. I probably didn't mean it that way I'm not like walking (laughs) around in this house like as your enemy like I'm trying to work together so but but that happens yeah yeah I feel like um, one of the things that I had a friend say to me, Mm -hmm. um, because Andy and I used to bicker a lot about like um, both feeling so tired Mm -hmm. and both feeling like we're doing a lot. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And like if I were like, can you do the dishes? It would like come across like, oh, he's not doing enough. Right, right. Um, And so we would like, we would have a lot of miscommunication on like how much we feel like the other person is Uh doing or not doing to Uh like support our family. And uh, I had a friend say to me, we just decided to say to each other, we both feel like we're doing more than our share Mm -hmm. because there's more than our share that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that really helped me just be like, there is more to get done than both of us can do. Right. And so that allowed me to feel more grace of like... For him and for myself, too, of, like, sometimes we're going to go to bed and the dishes are going to be all over the kitchen. Right. And it's like, you know what? We just don't have 
the capacity to do that. Yeah. Or remembering, like, I think sometimes it's easy to get focused on, like, the responsibilities that you carry and mm-hmm. all that you need to do to accomplish and get through the day. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, oh, it must be nice to just disappear for the day yeah, and go to yeah. work. And, you know, we had lots of intention about that where he's like, I'm not just... It's not a vacation. It's not a vacation. You're right. And same thing too, yeah. you know, when I would go. Um, so I think really recognizing, like, when you add kids to your family and to the world, like, mm-hmm. the amount of things that need to happen, like yeah. tasks, just goes way mm-hmm. up and there's not a capacity to do all of it. No. And so we both felt overwhelmed with all the things that needed to be done and like the other person wasn't appreciating how much we were doing and yeah. I feel like that was one of the things that I think we could have done better or differently yeah, is yeah, just yeah. learning ways to show our appreciation for what the other person is actually doing and yeah. all that they carry because you're both carrying so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, we, and a lot of times in different ways, I yeah. feel like, like uh, Aziz and I will talk about, like, if I say that I'm extremely overwhelmed and I had like a horrible night of sleep, I don't want to hear like, oh, well, you don't want to know about the night of yeah. sleep. I had, I, like, no. <laughs> like a bettering. Right. Or like who had it worse. Right. Yeah. And so we, we've talked about like, we can't know what it's like to be in the other's shoes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to be dad. He doesn't know what it's like to be mom. Mm-hmm. But I can assure you when I'm telling you what it's like from my perspective, like it's not a dig on what you're doing. It's just like, this is where I'm at and it's so hard. Yeah. So even if it looks like, oh, well, that looked really fun. Like you're on mat leave and you're just at home with the kids. If I'm telling you like, I feel like I'm going to explode. I'm so overwhelmed about my limit. Like I, I just need to run out of this house. Like, just believe that and not like, really? But it seemed like, what did you do today? You know, <laughs> or vice versa. If he says that, it would be so easy in your mind to to belittle it sometimes because you're like, well, I did all this other stuff. But mm-hmm. it's like, but it, it probably is exactly what he's saying. It feels that way to him and yeah. it feels this way to me. And and putting your kind of emotions to the side to just validate where the person's at. Yeah. And then there's time to talk about the other person's feelings if that's something that needs to be done too. But it doesn't have to happen right at the same time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think too, Andy and I talk a lot about just we're in this for the long haul. Mm -hmm. And so even though it's so hard and feels so long, it is a season. Yeah. The like young kids is a season. It's a Mm -hmm. long one, Mm -hmm. especially depending on how many kids you have. Yeah. But recognizing like we may not get like that deep time for connecting for years. Yeah. And that's okay. Like we Mm -hmm. can do the day to day and we can Mm -hmm. get a date night here and we can go to a game together here um, and have that time. But also recognizing like, I'm actually, I want to stay committed to you for the long haul. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hopeful that like, this is a hard time yeah, and that there'll be easier times coming. Mm -hmm. And I think that was also kind of just a perspective shift of like, so we're not going to get divorced over dishes. Right. So like <laughs> I'm going to choose to like not fight about that yeah. anymore. And also just know like we'll probably be fighting about dishes till we're like 80 mm-hmm. and that's just going to be a thing. And so I'm just not going to like give it the emotional weight that right, right, <laughs> it can right. have sometimes when you in the moment it feels overwhelming. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, you don't have to have like everything together all at once yeah. like this incredible thriving marriage where you're just connecting all the time and the kids are just super happy and like you're so fulfilled like that <laughs> that's that's like crazy I feel like you can have different days of different things going really well and just like yeah giving it 
space to be what it is and that's okay. I feel like that's really important. Giving space for things to just be mm-hmm. what they are. And one day can be hard. Yeah. And the next day can be better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one day you can be in tears and the next day it can be like, oh, I feel like taking yeah. a walk. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. I wanted to talk about, this is what I feel like, and maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I look at you mm-hmm. and I see what you've done, I feel like you have done a really good job of maintaining your sense of self. That's sweet of you to say. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I'm curious about that because I, as I just said, like I I sent my daughter to kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And as we talked about this, Mm -hmm. I now have six hours Mm -hmm. at home. And I'm like, I feel like I don't know who I am Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that I would like do anything differently. Um, So I guess I'm wondering, like, is it, we talked about how it's like a fundamental change in who you are. Yeah. And how do you, my question is, how do you or can you maintain your sense of like Callie-ness yeah. and Kristen-ness? Like how, mm-hmm. how can you maintain your sense of self when you don't have a lot of time for just yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I think like kind of what we're talking about, like I feel like sometimes there's more time to do that, less time to do that. Obviously, yes, we are mom, so that is part of who I am, but it's definitely not all of who I am. And I do work, I have my career and my marriage and my friends and then just like me by myself. But um, I feel like it's, for me, I truly believe that if I am happy, like truly happy, then everything else is really happy. And I feel Mm -hmm. that that's something that is my responsibility and in our marriage, we expect that of the other person to maintain their own happiness. And we talk to our children about that a lot, like with our seven-year-old. I'm like, my job as a parent is to teach you how to find ways to be happy. And not every moment you're going to be happy and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so that you can, just so you can be like a fulfilled person. Like that's that's my, my job is to help you figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be that source for you. But it is the responsibility that we all have. And so like, knowing like, okay, am I maxed out? Am I overloaded? Whatever. And I saw a mom who was there every single day, day in, day out, and never took time really for herself. And she is so loving, but at the same time you get burnt out and then you get a mom that's like really burnt out. And it's like this, this obligation. She felt like, well, I have to be there for the children. It's like, you really don't, we will miss you. And we'll be sad if you go and, you know, take a couple days to yourself and trust me, we will miss you, but it's better to miss you than have you be here and be maxed out. So mm-hmm. that's what I always think is like quality versus quantity. I want to be there for my kids, but if it's not quality and I'm and I'm overwhelmed and I'm stressed and I'm short-tempered, then what is the point? Is the you know, point? they're better off watching a show or hanging out with dad while I go do something else. Mm-hmm. And again, with my children, I communicate that like, hey, mommy's feeling really overwhelmed. Um, because whatever, I want them to know it's not their fault or responsibility, but I'm going to take time and I'm going to go do this. Or even if it's not a negative thing, it's just like, I'm going to take time and I'm going to go with my friends and Mm -hmm. they'll be like, mom, we want to go with you. And I'm like, I know, but when it's your time with your friends, trust me, you're really going to want that time. You're not going to want mom right next to you and your friend, like hanging out. So it's the same thing. I'm going to go do this and I'm asking you to support me by, sending me off and, and being supportive and nice about it. So now my seven-year-old knows, like, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with a friend. I'm leaving in, you know, 15 minutes, help with the transition. 
but she'll be like, okay, mom, have fun. Mm-hmm. There's times she gets to come with me, whatever. But just knowing that like I'm doing myself and my household good when I take time for me, like, mm-hmm. and I deserve that and they deserve that. So, um, I think that's how I think about it and it's what motivates me to go do that and like just maintain who I am, my interests and all that stuff. Yeah. I think I could have done a better job of that. <laughs> well, we can all do a better job of a lot of things. I can still do that now. Yeah, I was going to say, you have a lot of time. I know. Um, I was listening to the the series that we're in. I was listening to the uh-huh. message, um, the first one that she talked about. Um, about And I, I also I listened to Dr. Becky Goodenside. Mm-mm. Do you know her? Mm-mm. Um, I forget her name, Becky mm-hmm. something, or then she wrote this book, Good Inside. Okay. Um, so some of this is coming from all over. Yeah. But the thing that I, I think is so challenging about toddlers and babies, and then I think we'll try to wrap this up, but um, <laughs> the thing that is so like significant to that yeah. age is the um, the no filter on needs, mm. desires, and emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like this is like the height of like tantrums, yeah. crying, all the emotions, like everything, just all feelings come out. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really interesting that that is very natural and appropriate. And I think like our generation of parents is now trying to recognize Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that is one of the biggest challenges of this age group Yeah, is like, holy smokes, Mm -hmm. the amount of emotions and feelings that come out. And Mm -hmm. I know I haven't been in the teenage years and that's like, it's a thing there. But one of the things that Bevan talked about was like one of the challenges to intentional parenting is like our own Mm self-regulation and being able to regulate and understand our own emotions Mm -hmm. and where our triggers are with our kids. Mm -hmm. And so I was interested in your thoughts about that in terms of like handling the emotions of Mm -hmm. 18 month, two Mm -hmm. year, three year, four year olds. Yeah, I think... um at every age, kind of same thing as like the independence. At every age, I think there's age appropriate ways that you can provide them with tools to regulate their own emotions. And I don't want to be the one that's doing it. It's not like some f- philosophy I have. It's just, I just don't want to. I don't want to be the one that's responsible for calming you down because it's not safe. Then if I'm not around and then you can't figure out how to get calm, then you know, you're going to get in trouble you know, so on and so forth. So I'm always trying to make sure they have the tools to navigate those emotions as they come up and knowing that like they're going to come up again. You're going to be really angry. You're going to be mad. You're going to be sad, all that stuff. Um, What can you do? So it starts with me like right now with my 18 month old, she's much more like I was as a kid. And that is more triggering almost because I'm just like, whoa, like you're really like feisty and you're independent. And I'll be like, oh, can I have a hug? She's like, no. I'm like, okay. Um, And there's no, she doesn't have like this innate um, desire to, you know, to kind of like do the the good thing. My, mm-hmm. my oldest really wants to do the good thing. It might not be done well, but like she really wants to. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah. My second doesn't care at all. She's like, I do the not same care. with mine. Yeah. Yes. It's challenging. So, so she'll have these huge temper tantrums and my oldest never had that because she didn't want to do that. She, mm-hmm. I think she knew like, oh, that's not going to be welcome. But my second just doesn't care. So she has so many temper tantrums. And so right now we're working through like, can you take a deep breath at least? Like trying to model that for her. And she just now is starting to be like, she can take a deep breath. She can count to 10. And 
these are things like, even if she couldn't get it at the earlier ages, even me just like modeling that for her and trying to get her to pick up on like, this is how we do this. This Mm -hmm. is how you kind of move through the emotions. Right now we're trying to do a lot of play to help her like move through the anger or the frustration. And then my my older one, when she is having these huge emotions, when she wants to come to me and say, mom, like I'm mad and this thing happened at school and I'm so upset. Yes, of course I want to be there to, to talk to her about it, but also reminding her, calling on her to say like, what are the tools you have to cope with these things right now mm-hmm. um, and cope with these feelings? What are the feelings you're having so that she can do the work? Because mm-hmm. I had a mom that's so loving, but she would do the work f- for me a lot <laughs> of times and say, I see you're seeming really upset and you're angry. Let's do this together. And at one age, that's totally fine. But as they get older and older, it's like, I can't keep being the only one that has the answer for you. And mm-hmm. so Practicing that myself, again, that's where like taking those time away and, you know, communicating my boundaries. I want them to see that modeled and and see that like you, it's okay to set limits and to say like, I'm done here. Like Mm -hmm. this is enough for me. Um, And then at the same time, just little by little trying to help them have the tools that work for their personalities to navigate all those emotions so that they don't feel like if mom's not here, I'm a wreck like yeah. you know so but it's it's not easy and every kid is so different and mm-hmm. so you think you have your kids figured out and then you go to the store and you see that kid on the ground and you're like oh no that mom doesn't have it together it's like that might just be that kid because yeah. I have a kid like that and I could try everything and sometimes it's what it's gonna be yeah you know I feel like um I'm getting the opportunity with one of my kids to kind of reparent myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think this was not like my parents were super loving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a great childhood. I was a very emotionally expressive, like mm-hmm. tantrum. There's lots of family stories about <laughs> me losing my mind as a kid. Um, and like doing terrible things in like reaction to those feelings. Yeah. Um, and so I think it was like, I was a child of the 80s, yeah. and the parenting thing was you just, like, put your kid in your room and uh-huh. tell them, like, that behavior's not acceptable. Uh-huh. Um, and so, and again, like, I don't blame my parents. I think they did the of best course. they could. I was difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now that I have a child like that, I'm trying to, like, do things differently mm-hmm. where I'm trying to teach her that emotions aren't bad. Right. And I think— I think growing up in a church environment kind of taught me like anger is bad, mm-hmm. frustration is bad, jealousy is bad, yeah. all of those things instead of their like natural parts of being human. Right. And so I'm feeling like I'm I'm paying a lot of attention to not telling my kids that their feelings are bad mm-hmm. or unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the behaviors that right. they cause are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have put in a lot of work to help my kids know that it's okay to have feelings. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that that's, like, that is what they're supposed to do right? as three-year-olds. Yeah. They're just, like, they can't do anything else but feel yeah. anger when they're yeah. angry. And so to try to tell them not to feel angry is not helpful. Right. Um, but to really, like, be like, okay, here's what we can do when mm-hmm. we're angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a lot of sitting mm-hmm. in my child's room while they're throwing a tantrum mm-hmm. Just to teach them, like, you're not alone. I'm not going to, like, banish you. you. I'm not going to banish you. I'm not going to make you do this alone. Yeah. Um, And that these feelings are okay. Yeah. Um, And I feel like I'm seeing good, 
like good fruit from that in mm-hmm. my kids of like, um, my daughter's very quick to be like, you make me feel so angry <laughs> and I feel so frustrated yeah. and I'm really glad. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also like, don't hit me. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, <laughs> that's not okay. We'll don't issue. hit me. Um, we don't hit people when uh-huh. we're mad. I feel like I've said that 2,000 times. Uh-huh. Um, but I just feel like a reminder to parents who are in the thick of it of like, this is what they do. Right. This is a healthy part of development yeah. is feeling emotions and expressing desires yeah. and laying on the floor crying because you gave him a blue cup instead of a pink mm-hmm, cup. Mm-hmm. It might feel ridiculous and so exasperating at the time and you literally just want to like scream. Yeah. But also like, this is just what they do. Yeah. And you know what? They stop it. Yeah. They don't like, do it they, forever. They grow into maturity and they grow out of those kinds of things. And yes, we have to give them the skills yeah. and the tools for things that like they won't grow out of. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to grow out of anger, right. but they'll probably grow out of like obsession with the blue cup. Yes. You know, like yeah. those kinds of <laughs> that things. That won't last forever. And I feel like there's a job in there with parenting of just being like, I'm yeah. just going to let my kid lay on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Like throwing the pink cup. Yeah. Like, okay, you can do that. Yeah. Um, but I am going to teach you about not attacking people physically when you're angry. (laughs) Totally. And I think that's also that part of kind of like a little bit of separation sometimes, especially when you're in public. I think as Mm -hmm. moms, we can feel like that's like us and they're throwing this temper tantrum Mm -hmm. and everyone's looking at us and what that means about us. But it's like that we're here to raise kids. Like, I don't know these people. Yeah. I don't care. I don't want to ruin ruin anyone's meal and have my kid, you know, throwing a temper tantrum at the restaurant while they're trying to eat like I don't want that but at the same time it is what it is and they're experiencing life just like I am and they're having a hard time with it and like I'm gonna be there to help them but I'm I'm not gonna parent and discipline the kids for somebody else's approval especially Mm -hmm. a stranger while we're out somewhere and sometimes I see parents getting you know that natural sense of kind of like embarrassment or like mm-hmm. oh my kids doing this it's and like what you said it's like that's just what kids do yeah like they're supposed to do that and we all did that mm-hmm. and it's okay yeah it's not a big deal I feel like there's a lot of behavior management that uh-huh. happens uh-huh. and I appreciate Bevan's reminder of uh-huh. like there's things behind the behavior that we should be paying attention right. to and um I think that's the thing with toddlers is like they're not trying to manipulate you. Right. They're not trying to be crazy. They're just like their bodies feel mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Um, I think to wrap it up, um, I feel like I want to say to people who are in that stage, like if we could both mm-hmm. say something to mm-hmm. people who are in that stage, you are in that stage. Yeah. I'm like just, I'm like, <laughs> I'm in rehab. <laughs> You've done it. I know. Good I'm for in you. rehab for the toddlers. Yeah. Um, I feel like the thing I want to say to people I don't know, did I already say this or if this was a conversation we had Mm -hmm. beforehand? But I feel like people would say to me, like, um, like it doesn't get easier. Uh, Just so you know, I know it's hard. It doesn't get uh, easier. It just gets harder. Yeah. And I'm like, "Mm, you don't remember. Yeah. You like, you have teenagers and I know teenagers are hard. You don't remember the like Mm -hmm. all consumingness of babies. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I feel like I want to say to people who are in that stage, like I'm just beyond it. And I'm telling you that is so hard. hard. Yeah. It is so hard and it's gotten easier. Yeah. For me. Totally. Kids go to the bathroom. They take showers by themselves. They can put away their laundry Mm -hmm. and it is easier. 
it's not to say there's not hard things, mm-hmm. really hard things, social dynamics and all the stuff that yeah. you like get into with older kids. But I just feel like I want to say to people who have like babies and toddlers, it is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I you're agree. doing it and yeah. just do what you need to do. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I think kind of on the same note from me, it's like, I feel like there's, you shouldn't feel shame and not enjoying part of it. Mm. I really having three kids now, I don't enjoy the newborn phase. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, you're going to miss it. I, I had a seven-year-old, and then I didn't have my second until she was six, and I was never missing the newborn phase. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever miss it. Um, it's, 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 and I don't, I don't feel bad about it. At first, I kind of was like, you know, I was like, oh, I just don't like it. I'm not, you know, it's hard. When I had my first one, and everyone's like, no, trust me, this You're is so special. It. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I want to sleep. I love when they're, you know, chubby babies, and that's cute, and that is really fun. But that initial first couple months, I'm just trying to get through it. And they, for me, it's like they don't smile. I'm like just taking care of them nonstop. Not to mention. You have like hormones yeah. and sleep deprivation and you're trying to figure out breastfeeding and yes. it's like so confusing and just everything. So um I don't think like I've come to terms with like, no, it's it's not enjoyable for me. And when I had my third one, I was like, I'm gonna go into it knowing that like I'm just trying to get through this part and that's mm-hmm. okay. And I don't need okay. to be sit th- sitting there feeling like, okay, I'm supposed to be feeling the bliss and all of this. Like, <laughs> no, that makes it a thousand times harder. So if there's a part that you're like, this is not the part I enjoy, realize that. What can you do? Is there a mental shift you can make? You know, at a certain point, I was like, I'm just going to get through it. And now we're getting to the other side mm-hmm. and I'm starting to see my baby smile mm-hmm. and, you know, he's more engaged with me and the connection is coming. And I'm like, yeah, I knew this would happen and this is great. And I don't feel bad that it was really hard those first six weeks and we're getting to the other side. And like you said, there's more hard parts to come, but sometimes those hard parts you trade for the other ones. Yeah. So, and that's okay. And you can't know that in the moment either. Of like, no. Yeah. Well, I just feel like I want to congratulate everybody who's like, done it. Do you want to, yeah. Yeah. People who have like decided to bring like life in this world or to yeah. become parents in a different way. Yeah. Um, it's like the m- most difficult thing I've ever mm-hmm. done. And so I think Same. to people who are in the thick of it, just way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, you're honestly crushing it. <laughs> you're crushing it. If you're alive and your baby's alive, yeah. let's just leave it at that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for talking about it. And I'm just like super impressed. Like you've made it past the six weeks. You're Yes. Now you're going to sail. I know. Exactly. <laughs> no, thank you so much for having me. It's really, it is, it's nice to talk to another mom who's on the other side. I'm love my babies, but also looking forward to those, those days as well, but enjoying these ones too. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for joining us. To make a donation, head to eastlakecc.com slash donate.